listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Friday afternoon. Let's turn to our next topic of today. Since it's Friday, we'll be bringing back our Good Friday segment where we hear about the good things that the good people in our community are doing. And I'm really delighted to be hearing more about the 25th anniversary of the Crossroads Foundation, which is a humanitarian aid and development organization. And joining us this afternoon, we've got co-founder David Beckby and Michael, and uh, sorry, Matthew Gao, their director of strategy who heads their good city work. Welcome to the program, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us, Matthew and David. Thanks for having Hello. us. It's Thanks a pleasure to be here. We are live on Facebook as well. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to, so you'll be able to comment there and say hello there um, as well. So maybe let's go back to the basics. David, I'll start off with you first. Um, tell us a little bit more about the work you do at Crossroads. I can. I, I think what I might say is that for um, all the listeners, for all of us living in Hong Kong and looking at this world, the wrestle is real when we look at the pain that we are seeing in our local community and also the pain we're seeing globally. And for my family, as we grew up in this region, we too wrestled. We didn't know what to do. And so we just asked this question, how does one respond? And the wonderful thing is we spoke to a few NGOs and we said, what could we do to help? And the wonderful comment they made to us was they said, please, could you be you? using your skills to help. And so perhaps, Noreen, as you recall, at the very beginning, Sal and Mal, my parents, used their skills, mathematics, accounting, PR, to help. But then it became apparent that that was just a beginning. More A flood occurred in China. Two million people lost everything. And they said, we need clothing for two million. It's minus 20 degrees. And that's when Hong Kong first gave us uh, it was 19 baht to 7,236. And it was at that point that we really realized that Hong Kong doesn't have a very large a secondhand culture. And so from that, banks began giving us 500 computers. Another bank gave us 10 floors of furniture. Then the airlines gave us their blankets and container loads of shoes and 20,000 suits. And so we moved from Hong Kong's old airport to where we currently operate from, which is an eight and a half arm acre army base in the Gold Coast over here. And the privilege of this work is that while we started serving needs only in China, now our service is, uh, we've reached over a hundred countries around the world. Um, and uh, on top of that, the hundreds of containers that we have have the privilege of half of this goes to actually assist NGOs in Hong Kong. So if you look at a year and you say on an average non-COVID year, what does that look like in Hong Kong? Actually globally, it means we have the privilege in partnership with Hong Kong of serving over 650,000 lives impacting them around the world. It's about a hundred million Hong Kong dollars worth of goods that we get to hand out to people in need here and around the world. And so for us, I think the thrill is that this is partnership with Hong Kong. We couldn't do this on our own. All we have is networks and space, but what they have are resources with the world and Hong Kong have their needs, and we get to be that crossroads, linking them together. Did you envision that to happen 25 years ago? Did you expect to expand so big and for corporates and, and everybody to show so much support? I, I think I can speak a little bit on behalf of my parents. I was a slightly younger man at that point, uh, but I think I can merely say this to you, that it's, uh, it's not enough. It isn't enough now. The needs of this world are increasing. Um, um, even over these days of COVID, we've been reaching out to so many of our partners around the world. And uh, each time I make a phone call or I, I am in touch with them, I realize again how privileged I am to sit in Hong Kong where there are subsidies and there are medical services that are available to us, that there are, are solid policies and the ability to enforce and assist. And for so many that we are uh, serving, there is no safety net beneath them. And when they fall, they hit the ground. 
And it's in that place that we need to scale. So, yes, we are encouraged by the growth, but it is not where yet it needs to be, uh, not just for Crossroads, but globally. And so we lean in like you lean in uh, because it matters. Yeah. One way that you describe um, one way that you describe Crossroads, and I really love that analogy, is sort of like the eBay um, of charities, where if someone's got something to give, you've got another person receiving it. Tell us more about that. And, and was it always like that? Or did they always have to sort of go through you to distribute? Or, or is there now a mechanism where the, the giver can give directly to the beneficiary? Yeah, I would say I'm going to hand over to Matt because Matt was actually the one who was yeah. in charge of building building that platform and the subsequent ones for the UN in Hong Kong. So I'll let Matt speak to that. Sure. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, it's been a big uh, and exciting. Thanks, Noreen. An exciting to launch uh, an app called Good City, which streamlines the programs available to people in need. Um, so people can grab that app. It's on the App Store, it's on the uh, Play Store, and uh, it's called Good City or goodcity.hk. You grab the app, take photos using that app of things that you can make available for donation. And we have wonderful volunteers that uh, are also using online tools that can review and interact with people to help them identify those items that can help people in need and make arrangements to donate them. Um, those goods may indeed come to our warehouse here or and then be sub-distributed out or they may go directly uh, to other recipients in Hong Kong. So that's a, a way of us moving what has traditionally been a, a more manual process into something that can grow bigger and bigger. And the needs in Hong Kong are immense. You know, uh, large numbers of people living below the poverty line in our city, but also the resources are huge. Uh, you know, we have the landfill problem, as we know, there are a lot of very high quality, very high utility items that go to waste every day. Uh, and so having that app and that platform allows us to make more of those matches and help more people um, really efficiently. I can also mention, though, uh, internationally, we do a similar thing it's called Global Hand. Um, and so that helps companies in particular maybe have large volumes of products that uh, are not going to go to market, but they are willing to make available for social causes and to have an impact in communities. And so Global Hand is a similar dating service, you might say, where companies can offer resources and we help hook them up, not with Crossroads necessarily, unless it's in Hong Kong, but with uh, operations that are helping communities closer to where those goods are that match uh, those resources closely. And so we can put those two things together and... Uh, bring those resources to help people. I think Good City think was, um, was it sort of launched about five or six years ago? I think I remember um, Matthew meeting you and Richard at the UBS uh, Operation Santa That's Claus right. Challenge. And you guys did a fantastic pitch. It really touched so many of our hearts. And it's it's massive now. A lot of times when we speak to people around Hong That's Kong, right. if you've got things to give, have you got the Good City app? It's sort of become a gospel that That's people right. are turning to it. Um, remind us once again, how yep. do you find... Um, the people in need, what sorts of network do you have to make sure that the goods really go into the hands of those who really, truly need them? Yes, of course. So in Hong Kong, it's uh, it's wonderful. We have such a well-established uh, social welfare sector. You have registered social workers working with uh, government-funded agencies, and you have registered non-profit organizations that are serving different needs in the community. 
So the way Good City works and the way Crossroads has worked for many years is we authorize any registered social worker and any registered uh, non-profit organization to express the needs they have to us. And if we have matching resources, uh, then we can make them available. So the individual, maybe the, the family in need, doesn't actually approach uh, and order the goods directly at this stage. They would ask their social worker or their social worker would recommend to them that they can uh, receive goods from Crossroads or through Good City from other uh, other sources in Hong Kong. That's great. It really sort of safeguards that people are not taking advantage, not that people would, but, you know, it's good that, that, that it really safeguards the right of the needy to make sure that they're the ones who get the goods delivered to them because they're the ones in need at the end of the day. That's right. Yeah. Um, That's I, right. I, and donors have trusted Crossroads for, for tw- 25 years to, to do that. Sorry, go ahead. David? I was only going to say, I think, I think the challenge globally, I think for all of us, is that very often, you know, even as a child, you would have heard your parents say to you, look, eat up because someone else somewhere else, you know, is not getting food. The difficulty is not that we are unaware of the disparity. It's that how do we bridge it? And and and, and there aren't easily accessible or established mechanisms to be that bridge. And so for us as Crossroads, um, when we serve uh, globally, um, if we can, we don't want the resources to come to Hong Kong. We want to link them directly to those in need. But invariably, the NGOs couldn't find those who had resources. And the big companies, they knew someone must need it. But where are they? Yeah. And so the global platform of Global Hand links large companies with 20 containers worth of surplus stock around the world that they, they just don't need and they want to get it moved and will help with that. But within Hong Kong, very astutely, Matt recognized it was the same. Families in Hong Kong had small items, not 10 floors of furniture, just a sofa or a guitar or a rice cooker. And also there were families in Hong Kong verified by NGOs that could use such items, but they just couldn't find each other. And so these apps came in a way as to to be part of that that expanded crossroads of just linking people together, the road of resource and need, matching at these different ways. Yeah, I, I wanna talk a little bit more about the challenges. Before we talk about the celebrations of your 25th anniversary, I wanna talk about the challenges that your charity has faced you know, in the past and, and in the past year, especially due to COVID. I mean, how are you doing with, with funding? We've spoken in the past to other charities and we often hear this term sort of restrictive funding where you're given an amount by donors, but you can only use the funding in a certain way. Are you facing any challenges? Um, I, I know you're, you're lucky to be sort of based in the Gold Coast and, and have, a, have a great warehouse there, um, but is it enough space? Um, and what sorts of challenges have, have you been facing in the past year or so? I think the, the piece, can, uh, I'll start up. Oh, go ahead, Matt. Uh, sure. So, yeah, let's let's tag team on this one. Because I can speak a little to some of the challenges that we face locally, and maybe Deej can speak at the macro level. Of, we're, we're just one of uh, many examples of uh, those that are struggling. But um, for us, um, yeah, finances do take a hit in, uh, in a COVID world. Um, you're right that uh, there's been an outpouring of generosity in response to COVID, but sometimes that sucks the oxygen out of daily operations if money is all being designated towards uh, very tightly towards COVID response. Um, but there have been uh, grants made that are more for general survival, and that's, that's helped us. I think that what made it challenging for us is, as Crossroads, we've worked very hard to build some programs that help generate income for our organization. We have a fair trade shop and cafe 
that helps promote uh, fair trade principles, but also generate some income we can use toward humanitarian work. Uh, we run simulation programs to help people understand global issues and act in response to them. Uh, and we also generate some revenue from those that help impact uh, our humanitarian work. And so when COVID came along, like, like other businesses in, in Hong Kong, some of these revenue generating activities uh, couldn't continue in the same way. And so that uh, reduced the finances we had to hand that we could then use for humanitarian work. Now it's been wonderful, the outpouring of support in the community that's allowed us uh, to adapt and to continue. But yes, it is tricky uh, in a COVID context to, uh, to, to meet all the needs. Um, but um, there've been a lot of silver linings, but maybe we'll come back to that, Deej. Uh, no, I was only going to say, as an organization, we aren't subsidized by the government. We don't receive fixed funding from anyone or any one affiliation. It's just private donors. And uh, I have to say, we've been so encouraged um, that that people, even in the midst of themselves feeling the hit of this past year, right, that they still continue to stand with us in a way, not because we matter, but because those we're serving matter. I think the added component for us and the complexity is that every single day that these situations continue, the, the situations or the plight of those in need gets worse. You know, for most nations and even many well-to-do families, this has been a year of drawing on reserves, right? You, you, you draw on savings to cover a nation. You draw on savings to cover or you borrow to cover. But when you're poor, the money that you earn in the morning, that is your dinner. Right? There aren't savings. There isn't a, a backlog. And so the impact for them has been profound. And for us, it's been interesting. Um, even as we've been um, constrained in our service, the demand has increased. Mm -hmm. So we've had within Hong Kong, we've had um, many coming to us and saying, look, my kids need to get online. They need to study. And we've got one cell phone across three people. How do you do online learning? How does anyone do online learning? And so one of the amazing things that um, that has really scaled up over these days is actually computers. We've been sending computers to families, increasing connectivity. It's one of the things that we actually need a lot of now, monitors and other components to be able to help families get connected. A lot within Hong Kong, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of units are going out, but also around the world, that's the case. And so that's an ongoing need. But I think for us, what we need, even the cost of shipping has more than doubled, and yet, the, the needs of these people, you know, you instead of serving half as many, we need to be serving twice as many, but the costs are increased. And so it is this tension of knowing that the needs are real and yet needing to scale up so that we can serve them. Go ahead, Noreen. I know we have only a few minutes to go. What's no, no, you, you guys are completely natural and, and I'm just really enjoying listening to, to you talk about the challenges and how you're really tackling the challenges. I, I suppose I really want to ask about um, uh, celebrations because as much as it's not really a, a year to celebrate during the pandemic, it really is to celebrate the good work that Crossroads Foundation has been doing in the past 25 years. Will you have any plans um, to uh, sort of celebrate in any shape or form this year? Uh, the, the, you're very sweet to ask, and the short answer is that um, um, we are looking to celebrate, but with a difference. Um, when we had our 10th anniversary, about 15 years ago, we had our 10th anniversary, the way we celebrated was actually by inviting CEOs out, stripping them of their possessions and putting them in slum conditions for 24 hours so that they could understand a fraction of what it was like for those we served. That 
birth programs that now have seen 200,000 people. And what we are looking to do now, though, is to scale up. And we are looking to get to the place where Crossroads in our eight and a half acre army base is actually opened up as a destination of inspiration for Hong Kong. So we are building installations over the course of this coming year that will allow Hong Kong families to visit Crossroads. They will see global need in just a one hour tour. They'll be able to visit a range of global need. There will be things for families to serve in, things for families to engage in, and things for families to respond to global and local needs in on this site. So it won't just be simulations. It will actually be like a, a destination that families can come to to change this, their hearts and to change this world. So that's what we're investing in for the 25th, so that our legacy will be more hearts moved and more lives served. Yeah. Finally, uh, before I let you go, I, with um, Chinese New Year coming up, a lot of people are thinking about spring cleaning. Are you accepting donations uh, during the spring, uh, the spring cleaning uh, season this year? Matthew? Yes, we are indeed. Um, so thanks for asking. Uh, and the, the most straightforward way here in Hong Kong to find out if the items that you're uh, no longer going to hang on to it could help people in need is to grab the Good City app. It's one word, Good City. Grab it on the App Store or just Google it. You'll find it. And um, you can go ahead and photograph those items. And very quickly, you'll hear back from us if we're able to connect you, connect those items with needs across the city. Um, we will have a period where our warehouse, where many goods come initially, will be closed. So that, that shouldn't stop you offering the items. Um, just over the, the, the holiday period, you know, the few days where our warehouse won't be open for the stuff to arrive here. But you can still offer the, the items as whenever you feel like it. And uh, through the app, all the arrangements can be very conveniently worked out. So, yeah, uh, think of us you as are- you think of your spring cleaning. That's terrific. David? And if you are buying a new laptop or desktop or tablet for a little one and you've got some old um, uh, technology, some old laptops or other things that can be given away, um, there is a world that is clamoring to be connected digitally that could benefit from those resources. So please keep that in mind as well. Yeah. And ask ask your boss if the next upgrade at work can be uh, direct the, the, uh, the cycling out computers to us. Uh, most major banks... Uh, send their computers to us. That's, uh, but we are insatiable in our appetite for quality computers, and we refurbish them to a world-class level, make them available to local students and to projects all around the world. That's terrific. Well, Matthew, David, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. And we've been speaking to Matthew Gao, the Director of Strategy, who also heads the Good City Work and the app, and also to David Beckby, the co-founder of Crossroads Foundation. Many thanks uh, to both of you. And uh, best of luck for this coming year. It will be a challenging year, uh, but we can do our best. And thank you so much for doing the great work that you're doing for our society and for the world. Thank you so much, thanks, David and Matthew. And thanks to the listeners. Thank you very much. Indeed. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank Take care. Much. Bye.